Hello and welcome inside episode 19 of the Scully Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scully, NHL, NBA, MLB, all just around the corner. The PGA Tour's been back for a couple weeks with a major championship just around the corner. And that's where we're going with this week's guest. We're going to be going one-on-one with PGA Tour swing coach Ralph Bauer. His clients include Canadian Adam Hadwin, Jonathan Vegas, Kyle Stanley, JJ Spawn, Brandon Harkins, and fellow Canadian Adam Svensson. We're going to talk all about the golf swing, how to get better, and what it's like, what it's been like on the PGA Tour during the restart. Let's go to the interview now with PGA Tour swing coach Ralph Bauer. And we're pleased to be joined by PGA Tour swing coach Ralph Bauer. His clients include Canadian Adam Hadwin, Jonathan Vegas, Kyle Stanley, JJ Spawn, Brandon Harkins, fellow Canadian Adam Svensson. Ralph, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Adam, thanks for having me on, buddy. It's, uh, it's good to see you, my friend. You've just spent uh, 15 nights on the road, 5-0. First quarantine for 14 days, then on the road, on the PGA Tour, coaching guys. And now you're in quarantine again back home in Canada. What's this whole experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been fun, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. I'm a bit of a loner, so it uh, works out well for me. But, uh, no, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting for sure. You know, this is my third quarantine now, so – you know, kind of, kind of getting the hang of it. Time, time flies when you're trapped in your house, I guess. But that's uh, no, all good. Just lucky to, you know, I, I, I had a good time out there. Like, you know, I got to spend 50 days with the guys, which was fun. And, uh, you know, got to see up close, you know, just got to see a little bit more golf than normal, but it's great. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're taking it on a positive side of things. I'm guessing you've crushed through a bunch of Netflix. Is there a favorite series or episode or of anything that you've seen during your, your states in, uh, in quarantine? You know, it was, uh, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was a little challenging mentally, the, the whole thing, right? Because, you know, I, you know, I went 50 nights having dinner by myself in a hotel room, you know, and, and stuff. So I felt like the only thing that kept me sane was, you know, I, I'd just try to find a hotel, you know, with a fridge and a stove on the first floor near a running trail. And I would just crush runs, you know, whenever I had the chance, four in the morning, whenever I could, you know. So that was kind of, that was my go-to, you know, stress reliever for sure. Right on, right on. Now, uh, I've seen these COVID tests done, uh, some videos, some guys have released videos. I'm assuming you've had a multiple done. Just how awkward is the feeling of the stuff up your nose? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not something you're, you know, you're accustomed to, obviously, but, uh, you know, you're doing it for, you know, I mean, it's, it's not fun, but, you know, it's not great. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Well, so you're on the road for the first few PGA Tour events, working with many players, including, as I said, mentioned uh, Canadian Adam Hadwin. Take us through a day in the life for you during, let's say, a Tuesday during this PGA Tour restart. So Tuesdays are pretty busy days for me, right? Um, guys tend to get all their practicing, all their technical work out of the way before, you know, by, by the time Tuesday's over with and have a game plan for the rest of the week. So Tuesdays are a busy day for me. You know, uh, be nice to squeeze in a run in the dark, you know, get the golf course kind of first light, you know, the, the guys will kind of text me, you know, what, what their plans are for the day. So I have time the night before to hopefully plan things out. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, Monday is kind of a day to get the game plan going Tuesdays, you know, you finalize it, you know, 
uh, you know, I like to watch them play. I like to watch them, you know, practice, right? If there are certain holes we're, we're concerned with, go out and watch them on those holes, right? Um, you know, if, if there's any technology that, that we need to use that week, Tuesday would be the day we kind of would, would pull that out mm-hmm. and then put it away and make sure that, you know, like I said, you want, you want a Tuesday night as a coach, I want to make sure that we've got a game plan, you know, dialed in for the week for the, for the golf course for sure. So it's a big day. And, um, you know, the guys tend to get a lot of practicing on Tuesday. Since the restart, there's no pro-ams on Wednesday. So they can kind of treat it like a major where they can kind of play nine holes every day, um, you know, and, and kind of go about on their own timetable instead of being forced into something by the pro-am on the Wednesday. Right on, right on. Now, uh, as we are recording this, you're on day nine of your 14-day quarantine since coming back from the PGA Tour 50 nights on the road. You posted a video on Twitter doing some sort of juggling and a plank, and it looked pretty difficult. What's the next exercise going to be? Are you going to be on your head doing handstands or what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm obviously pretty bored to post that. <laughs> I actually saw it on Team Canada's feed and they're getting their athletes to do it and it didn't look that hard. So I thought I'd try it, but, uh, no, I'm just trying to, you know, I, I, I do feel that as a coach that, you know, it's not really fair if, if I ask players to do things that I don't do myself. Right. So, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to eat well and, you know, get some, get, you know, sleep well and, and, uh, you know, work out and, and do all those, you know, things that I'm asking them to do. I don't think it's really fair if, you know, or, comes from a place of sincerity if, if I'm asking them to do things that, that I'm not willing to do for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to do the juggling and the plank thing, but you know. Yeah, I, I feel like I'll be trying that and falling on my face and breaking my front, front row. No yeah. <laughs> now, I mentioned you, you coach a number of guys on the PGA Tour, including Canadian Adam Hadwin. How did you guys initially meet? Um, that's a good question. So I, I've been coaching full-time the PGA Tour for 12 years now. You know, all the Canadians tend to know each other and hang out. Um, I started working with David Hearn in 2009. Right. And, you know, they would all play, all the Canadians play practice rounds together. And before that, I started working with Nick, before Adam, I started working with Nick, Nick Taylor. So I'd worked with Nick for about a year. Nick, Nick and Adam are, are pretty tight, grew up together, yep. pretty tight. Nick in that year that I worked with him got a little bit better, right? I guess Adam noticed that. You know, we were, I was with them for practice rounds anyways, you know, so it's just kind of gradually uh, worked out that, you know, he started asking me for advice and started giving advice and then, you know, kind of more formal, formal coaching role about five years ago. There you go. So what would you say are some of the major strengths of Hadwin's game? So, I mean, Adam's above average and everything, which is mm-hmm. a nice place to, to be in. Yeah. Right. Um, he's just... He's just really good. I mean, he's got a beautiful golf swing, right? He works it both ways. I would say the difference between between somebody like himself and somebody who's, you know, maybe not quite at that level would be that Adam's got, you know, control of his ball almost every day where he's got, you know, he's got a fade, he's got a draw, and he's got a flighted shot almost every day. So it just makes it a lot easier to go through a round of golf if you can hit all the shots and not just have one shot that you're hoping will work out that day. Right. So I, I would say his biggest strength would be is uh, he's got a bunch of them, but great imagination. And, and he's, he's certainly got, you know, 
almost every, nobody's perfect, but I mean, he's, he's got control of his golf ball almost every day, which is, you know, a nice spot to be in. It certainly is a great spot to be in having total control of your golf ball every day. Oh, and, and, <laughs> you know, total control. We, we don't have that yet, but, but you know, he, he's, he definitely shows up the golf course every day with fade to draw and a, and a, and a flighted shot, which, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of, a lot of the shots. And one thing I've noticed in his pre-shot routine is that sort of rehearsal waggle. Just how important is that for maybe a guy like Hadwin or other players trying to incorporate some sort of feeling to get that feeling of where you want the club to be in a rehearsal moments before you hit the ball. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I think, you know, it seems like all the Canadians do that and it's all, you know, you know, they grew up watching Weirsy too, yeah. right? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy to, to see why they're doing that, but I think it's important. I, I think it, you use a good word there. You use the, the word rehearsal rather than, you know, I, I like to use that instead of practice swing. Like, um, you know, I feel if, if, if we looked at things as a rehearsal, we're more likely to do it and we're more likely to do a good job with it as opposed to, um, you know, just kind of going through the motions with that. Adam will t- tend to use that, that rehearsal as a bit of his technical work where, he, you know, he'll find that if he does a great job with his rehearsal, it'll, it'll creep its way into a swing and, you know, he'll be in a good, good spot that way. So, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea for anybody. And we're great for Weirsy. I mean... You know, he, he still does it. Yeah, one of the that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's for sure. Now, uh, you know, Hadwin is one of four Canadians in the top 100 in the world right now. Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Taylor, the other three. Why do you think we're seeing so much success right now by Canadians on the world stage? Well, I mean, short answer is all four of those guys are really good, right? <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, I... I I think it's a long time coming. I mean, the, you know, the developmental, pro- we've got, you know, maybe the best developmental program in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in Canada, which is great, you know, which doesn't make it foolproof that we're getting four players up there, but it, but it, it helps. Um, you know, go- teens love golf. Yeah. Right. Um, all four of those players, you know, played other sports g- growing up. And, you know, are pretty good athletes and, you know, got to play golf in the summertime, had, you know, golf courses that supported them, coaches that supported them, you know, provincial associations that supported them. You know, they all went to school in the States. They all got, you know, had, had, they all had good coaches in, in, you know, in, in the collegiate system, just kind of a accumulation of things. But, you know, I, I think Canada's definitely on the right track for sure with, with the development program and, you know, just hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, we're on a great track right now. Canadian golf is in a, a very good spot. So um, how much communication are you or do you have with Hadwin, let's say, on a tournament week? Like, let's say he goes out and shoots 68 in the first round and then, you know, 70 in the second round, sort of two pretty good rounds. Are you guys in communication after every round or how does that work? So, I mean, if I'm there, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, if typically I don't, I don't communicate a lot to my players during the week. Right. Just, I feel like if they play great, they should know they play great. And if they didn't play well, then they probably should know that too. And (laughs) I kind of leave it up to them to, you know, if if they have any questions, uh, I follow it super closely though. I'm a big numbers guy. Mm -hmm. I, I've got a, uh, I spend a lot of time. Some of those golf courses I've I've been to 12 times, you know, I, I, some of those golf courses I've walked, 
50 times, yeah. right? You know, and, and analyzed every pin location, every, every hole location, you know, everything. So typically if somebody doesn't have a great round of golf, it's, you know, at that level, it's going to be a certain wind that, right. that got them. Like, you know, maybe it's a left to right wind into a left pin that they didn't play very well three times during the round. Mm-hmm. So I might have a quick reminder on how to play that shot to them, but it's not going to be anything major for sure. Interesting. So you've mentioned you've spent 12 years now as a coach uh, on the PGA Tour. How much have you changed or evolved your coaching in the 12 years you've been on the circuit? Yeah, so I'm lucky. I, I, I haven't had to undergo through like a major metamorphosis or anything like that. You know, I've, I've always kind of thought that, you know, fundamentals were important. Good practice habits were important. You know, good athletic behaviors were important. And, and I mean, I've learned, I, I feel like I, some things like I, I come back and I just can't believe how much I learned that day. Right. But, you know, so it's a constant, I'm lucky I get to learn the more players you work with. It seems like the more you learn from them. Right. So it's just kind of learning these little things that you can kind of put in the data bank and, you know, you might not need them for a few years. You might never need them, but you know, it's just nice to have them. And there's just so many experiences like I've been lucky I've I've coached all the majors you know the world cup president's cup you you know and and there's just a lot of things that come up that you know seems like you might never need but hopefully you remember at the right time when you do need it (laughs) you mentioned a lot of great events there I believe you're at you're at the olympics as well back in yeah I probably olympics yeah in 26 (laughs) was there any or what has been your maybe your number one sort of pinch me moment to think like holy crap look where I am right now this is amazing I mean, the Olympics was cool for sure. I, I caddied in the Olympics. That, that, that was definitely cool. Um, you know, as a caddy, for some reason, they consider us athletes and we got to live in the village. So, so I got to live in the village for eight days as a coach, you know, getting to spend, you know, eight days in kind of the ultimate high performance environment was, you know, amazing. You know, to get to see how the, you know, Chinese coaches are, are talking to their athletes and how, it was just an amazing experience to coach. Uh, turns out we were on, we, we checked early on the first day. So we were on the main Olympic feed and I didn't know that at the time or might've been nervous, but my kids happened to, you know, have the TV on the background and heard my voice. So that was kind of cool. But uh, no, was, I think the Olympics is pretty cool for sure. Uh, the world cup was neat. I had, I had a player on the American team and a player on the Canadian team hmm. uh, in the last world cup, which, which was cool. Hmm. Uh, you know, Cause it's only two man team. So that was kind of fun. So, that was in Australia and I brought my golf clubs and got to play Royal Melbourne. So, you know, that was, uh, that was fun. Well, I mean, the entire world got to see Royal Melbourne this past December. What was it like playing a golf course like that? That's just so well known worldwide. Yeah. I mean, Royal Melbourne's unreal. Um, you know, the first hole I hit a decent, I don't remember the first hole I, yeah. I was playing. I, I hit a decent lob wedge and the guy in my group is laughing at me and, and I got a 40 yard shot back to the hole. so you know it was was fun for sure i kind of went down because i was hoping somebody would make the president's cup the the following year too because i wanted to play it well plus plus i wanted to play it and uh you know so i haven't got to play it so it's good get helping get ready for that we i kind of had some insight into the golf course oh amazing okay so (laughs) obviously you coach a bunch of guys on the pga tour but how about yourself as a player how much do you get out and and what what kind of scores are you firing out there when you're playing well 
Yeah, well, I only play with my, you know, by myself with my kids. So I I play quite a bit, play nine holes when I, when I you know, I play nine holes a lot. Mm-hmm. I love golf. You know, I grew up loving golf. Nothing's changed with that. It's just fun. Just a fun way to spend time outdoors with your, with your friends and family, you know. So in terms of scores, I don't know. I've, I'm a decent golfer, so, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable being zero handicap, I guess. But, but you know, it's, it's just fun, you know. Like I went to school in golf scholarship in the States and, you know, did all that stuff. But, right. you know, they say that those who can't do teach. So, you know, I, I feel comfortable, you know, putting myself in that, in that category. Well, I, I think a little later we'll negotiate the strokes for our match here coming yeah. up <laughs> a little bit. But uh, in golf right now, one of the hot topics is chasing distance. Players trying to hit the ball a little longer. Obviously, the poster boy for this is Bryson DeChambeau, who's taken things to a whole other level in his diet, what he's eating, what he's doing in the gym. You've seen this guy up close, the incredible bulk. What do you think of all the work he's put into his game? Well, I mean, he certainly had good results, you know, since the, the break. It's been, you know, remarkable. How sustainable that is, yeah. you know, it, it would be the next question. Doesn't seem sustainable, you know, looking from the outside, looking in. But, I mean, you never know. But doesn't seem like something that would be a great long-term strategy in terms of having, you know, an extended athletic career on the PGA Tour, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if you think about somebody that's, you know, competing in senior majors and things like that, you just don't see them eating like that. You don't see a lot of healthy people eating like that, to be honest with you, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that's you know. It, it, I mean, all credit to him. I mean, we ran into Rory's caddy after the first event, and he's like, he's like "You can't believe how long he is. He's like thirty yards past, thirty, forty yards past us, right?" And which is crazy because Rory's like a joke how long he is, right? So no, it's great that he's doing that. I mean, he's got a, a neat little vibe going and. I mean, it's killing it for sure, but yeah. um, well, I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's all part of the home studio setup here. We got dogs barking. I, I, I was on the radio once and my dog was barking at me because she wanted some food. It's, it's, it's funny how it works, but it all good. Um, yeah. No more before I let you go here, Ralph. Let's say you're a two handicap like myself or a 20 handicap. What are some of the major keys that you tell people on how to hit the ball a little longer? Are there a couple, you know, one or two little tidbits that someone listening, yeah, whether they're a two or a 20 can implement into their game? That's a good question. I would say that, you know, if they, I, I think, I think a good golf swing goes straighter and it goes further. So I, I think that if we have, you know, good alignment, good ball position, good posture, and we've stretched before we go, go to play, you know, we, we did, you know, spend five minutes stretching before we go to play, yeah. we'll hit the ball long and straight, you know, for us. Right. I feel like most people, you know, first of all, don't warm up that I don't stretch, don't have like, it's not like you have to go crazy. Uh, like I've got a, a nice little five minute routine that I, that I do. Right. And you know, it's shocking when people come for lessons and, and they go through that five minute routine, how much, how much better they are. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, 
you know, I, I'd say that, that, that if that's way to answer your question, that, that's how I'd, I'd do it. Warm yeah. up, good, good ball position, good alignment, good, good posture, and, you know, go ahead and rip at it. Yeah, I, I'd say the average player – you know, listening to this would probably do the old trunk slam and just go out and swing as hard as they can. And, and, and that just doesn't work. You got to get your body um, activated, which is, which is so, so crucial. Now you've been on tour for a very long time. Um, when you're walking on the range, like when you hear some guys hit the ball, who are some of the guys that you have to, you know, sort of double take and think, Hey, was that tiger? Was that Hendrick Stenson? Who are the guys that, you know, hit it, let's say the most flush on the range? Yeah. I mean, Stenson's a good, a good one. I mean, McElroy, obviously, yeah. Um, Adam Scott, Tiger. Th- those ones jump out. I mean, Tiger and Adam Scott sound different in a bunker. I mean, <laughs> like it's weird, right? But Stenson for sure. Justin Rose, you know, flushes yeah. it. You know, it's kind of weird. Like it, it does sound a little different. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they just hit the middle of the club face every single time. And, you know, probably a good way to go through life. I don't know, but you know, it must be. It's gotta be, I have no idea what, what it's like, but it's gotta be a, a pretty good thing. Now, Ralph, you've been, uh, you're on day nine right now of quarantine. Uh, PJ tour schedule is pretty busy here coming up. When do you see yourself back on the grounds on the tour? Yeah, well, I'm definitely coming back for the playoffs, you know, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, you know, just it's hard with travel, and I mean, you can't get health insurance for COVID yeah. in, in the states. I, I can't see myself getting on a plane to to go to the no. PGA, unfortunately. Um, you know, this last trip I, I took, I drove the whole thing, so that was kind of cool. Hmm. You know, I think I went to like I was in thirty states, right? At one, you know, some of them multiple times, but you know, it was, it was a bit of a hike. You know, the playoffs trying to line up the. I don't know. I'd probably win them the week, week before and then go to the playoffs, maybe come back for two weeks quarantine and come back for the U.S. Open, uh, drive down for that. After that, I don't even know if they, they have a schedule, to, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's not like it's written in stone. So it's all good. Oh, well, it, it's, it's been quite a, a, quite a journey for you here. Uh, before we let you go, I have to ask you about these online lessons that you've been giving. I was looking on your, your Twitter page. How can someone listening or watching get more information and, and get an online lesson from you? Yeah, thanks. So I started doing that. It's been actually a lot of fun. And, you know, it's been a learning curve, but I got a cool little process going with that now. You know, I've got some, even some corn fairy players that, that signed up for it. And, and, you know, and I've got people that just want to get better at golf, which, which has been fun, right? So the whole thing's been neat. I guess the easiest way I've on like Instagram and, and Twitter, if someone wants to send me a DM, I could send some information on it, but it's been a lot of fun. I like it. And like I said, it took a, it's a bit of a learning curve, get, getting the formula down right with, with how to you know, help, help people. But uh, you know, I feel like it's, it's going pretty well for sure. Uh, good for you. I, I've taken lessons for the first time in about seven years this year. And my game's gone from a six to a, I'm a two now. So uh, you, you might have to have your DMs open. You might see a message from me here <laughs> shortly. Uh, Ralph, really appreciate your time today. All the best you're going forward and uh, looking forward to seeing you back on tour in a couple weeks. Adam, thank you very much, buddy.
really appreciate Ralph's time on the Scully Scoop podcast and the great stories, including spending time in the Olympic Village back in 2016. Not many people can say they've done that. Well, now 19 episodes in the books on the Scully Scoop podcast. Don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes and on YouTube. I'll continue to promote these episodes on Instagram and on my personal Twitter account, Adam underscore Scully. This has been another fun edition of the Scully Scoop podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh,